the question being asked, you know, is Alberta's loyalty waning after Trans Mountain? And the answer is yes. And it's a real question being raised and real conversations are being had in the West as frustrations grow over the impossible task of getting their resource to market. Jason Kenney has gone uh, on record and gone as far as saying that he'd be open to holding a referendum on equalization. And, you know, given Alberta pays for what we have in this country, why why wouldn't they? Why shouldn't they hold that kind of referendum? I would give another cent. I'd say, hey, you know what? If we can't sell what we have, you don't get it either. But make no mistake, there is a lot of anger for Alberta. You know, for our Alberta friends, and it is growing by the day. So I wanted to bring in Rob Breckenridge because he is in the epicenter of this global news radio. Of course, you can hear him, seven seventy Calgary. Good to have you. Hey, Alex. Let's talk about what the conversation is like around the water cooler in in Alberta right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you say, it's it's a combination of of anger and and despair that it just feels like uh, that that we can't get these projects built. It feels like Alberta is is once again, uh, you know, just kind of being knocked down a, a few pegs, and and that what what matters to Alberta only seems to matter to Alberta. That that the concerns, the priorities uh, of Alberta don't seem to resonate outside our borders. And look, if that's how the rest of Canada feels, then then so be it. But I think yeah, a lot of Albertans are. You know, not at the point of saying, you know, let's create our own country, but I think if you ask people the question of, is Confederation working for Canada, you get a lot of people saying no. I mean, it just feels like we give and we give and we give, yeah. but we're, we're not really getting a lot out of it on the other side. Yeah, and that's totally fair. Look, I lived in Alberta at the beginning of my career. I spent uh, time in Calgary. I got to know the place. I got to know the people, the way it works. You know, I have a real affection for Albertans, and and I want them to succeed. They're part of my country, and I'm thankful, quite frankly. But I think it's easy to kick them around. I think when you, you know, look to the east, and, and I just think Alberta has somehow become the one province that you can just kick around. Well, it feels like we're taken for granted. You know, Alberta's not looking for special favors. Alberta's not looking for handouts. Uh, and we all have a vested interest, or we should anyway, in all parts of the country doing well. And I think Albertans would say, when have we ever stood in the way of, of B.C.'s prosperity or Manitoba's prosperity or, or Newfoundland's prosperity? You know, we haven't, right? We're, we're all for Canada doing well, all parts of Canada doing well. And it just feels like, well, why, why doesn't that come the other way? Right. Uh, you know, given especially that disproportionately, you know, the contribution Alberta makes to, to this, this country, uh, that it just, you know, it feels like we're being taken for granted. And so, I mean, that sentiment's always existed to some degree. It, it ebbs and flows depending on what's going on. But I haven't seen it like this in quite some time, because now it feels like we really hit a brick wall and something that was of fundamental importance, obviously to Alberta, but not just to Alberta, uh, seems to have... Of, well, who knows if it's yeah. ever going to happen, right? Well, well, the, the well, the prime minister was out, uh, you know, in Alberta yesterday, saying, "Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna go. We've got the process. We know how to do this." Do anybody? Does anybody in Alberta believe him? Well, <laughs> I, I think Albertans, even before this this landmark court ruling, were right. you know hopeful but skeptical. We'll, we'll believe it when we see it, and, right. and I think that still holds true today. I mean. Look, if you want to read the court uh, ruling and, you know, they, they talk about how it needn't be uh, a fatal blow to this project, that, that there is uh, a, a path forward that could address these concerns, it's doable. But I, I think given that people weren't totally sure before this court ruling, it just made it look a lot worse after this court ruling. So pessimism uh, has certainly been on the increase. Uh, I, I guess 
you know, never say never. I think there, there's still some holding out hope here, but I think a lot of people are just kind of written off the chances of this. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I mean, Pipeline was hard enough to get built under the last guy, and he was from Alberta, and he did you know, support the energy sector. And I don't buy for a minute that this government actually wants to get the pipelines built because, you know, they're pretty activist in in all things environment. And so they would be pissing off their entire base by getting these pipelines built. So I don't get the sense that they're going to do this. But, you know, we get the news today, Suncor, the latest to say, we're not doing anything in in Canada. We're not doing anything in Alberta. Um, And so where do you see this going? Well, I, I still think, look, I mean, there's a sense out here that, that maybe Trudeau is not committed to this, or we've not seen the kind of commitment that we've seen on other issues. And I don't buy the notion that they didn't want this to go ahead. It would have been a lot easier for them to just have said no to the pipeline in the first place, and I think they'd, they'd be in far better shape today. I mean, they went so far out on a limb on this, only to see it turn into a fiasco under their watch. I think it's been far more politically damaging than if they just said, you know, yeah. we, we're not going to build this pipeline. Uh, we reject the NEBs. Recommendations. So I, I think they realized that, look, you know, we've seen kind of sluggish economic growth as of late. Their, their deficits uh, federally have certainly not been the modest deficits they mm-hmm. promised. I think they realize that, look, you know, we need an economic boost that this kind of thing can, can deliver. And so I think in their clumsy way, they tried to steer this through. And, you know, we, we've seen what's happened. So I, I, you know, I think especially at this point, that whatever got us to this point, they're, they're backed into a corner here. That if it doesn't happen, it's a political disaster for them. So I think the pressure they're under, the pressure they're getting from Rachel Notley, who's an important ally on other issues, I think they're going to at least attempt to find a way out of this morass uh, because this is going to loom large over both the Alberta and the federal elections next year. So at this point, that's really their only hope. I don't see how they gain any kind of political advantage. All the pipeline yeah. uh, opponents, uh, they're, they're not all of a sudden going to jump back into the liberals' camp just because they mismanaged and botched this this project. So no, I, I think not. they need to rescue this. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. But in the interim, do you, do you see any kind of bold action, turning off the taps, anything? I mean, they're going to have to do something to finally show Canadians. And I, I think this is where Canadians um, would be shocked that, you know, we need Alberta— I think more than they need us. It's just getting that well, message to them. Right. Who are we sending the message to? And I, I think, you know, what, if, it was easier when it was sort of Alberta versus B.C., where it seemed sure. like B.C. was the problem. And, and you know, that, that we could boycott B.C. wine or shut off the, the existing pipelines to B.C. It's a little more difficult to do that in, in a broader sense. So... Uh, especially right now, I don't think Rachel Notley's uh, inclined to, to go to the mat in, in that way. Um, you know, come spring, we will probably have a new premier in Jason Kenney, and you get the sense that he's more willing to, to take a harder line on, on some of these issues. But he hasn't really spelled out any kind of retaliatory moves that, that he'd like to see or that he would entertain. Although he but. did say he would, he would hold a referendum on equalization. Would he, do you think he'd go that far? Oh, I don't know that he would, and and I think that's been something he's been talking about ever since even the, mm-hmm. the United Conservative leadership race. I mean, right. that, that's largely symbolic in yep. a lot of ways. It doesn't really change anything from Alberta's perspective. I think it's it's uh, you know an easy kind of thing to whip up uh, public anger sure. in, in Alberta over, right? Because it's a source of frustration, but. I don't know that that moves the dial necessarily on any of this. Yeah. Well, we will stay tuned, and uh, you can tell my Alberta friends I stand with them. I appreciate Alberta. <laughs> That's good. We're going to have to start keeping a list. And I'm going to get another person in, in Ontario to support Alberta, too. No, there's more supporters there here than you All know. Right. We're R- making progress. Yeah, slowly but surely, one person at a time. Rob, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks.
That is uh, Rob Breckenridge, who you can listen to at our global news radio station in Calgary, Channel 770 on the AM dial. So, yeah, interesting discussion. I don't know where it'll go. I think it, a lot of it has to do with who's in charge. I mean, Rachel Notley can talk all she wants now about pipelines, but she was an activist against them <laughs> up until the day she got into the premier's chair. So, you know, is she going to hold the, you know, the federal government's feet to the fire on this? Maybe not. Maybe not because it's all talk. So they need to do something. And, you know, Jason Kenney is the kind of guy who will actually do something. So it is going to be a big issue. It is not going to go away. And uh, the election will be fought on things like this. But, yeah, the latest company saying, nope, not coming uh, to do business in Canada right now until we see you guys can get anything done is Suncor. So just the latest in a bunch of companies saying Canada's not worth reinvesting or investing in at all. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.